Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. I'm Chris Sasser, and we are here today having part two of a conversation uh, that we're calling Hope for the Weary. Troy, the reality is um, we are a weary people <laughs> right about now in life, wouldn't you say? Yes, we are. We mm-hmm. are um, we're going through it, um, but there is hope. There is hope. Yeah, for sure. I've been in a number of conversations with people who, uh, who, who say, hey, you know, we, we knew that the flipping of a calendar wasn't going to kind of change a whole lot of things. Um, even have talked to people that would that have said, hey, I, like I knew uh, a political change wasn't going to like, you know, change everything instantly. Um, and I'm still tired. <laughs> I'm still yeah. tired of dealing with, you know, this pandemic, tired of dealing with mm. kind of all the things going on in life. So what are some things that you see from people um, that is kind of an indication to you? that we're all still kind of weary. I think, I think a lot of people are feeling it and they're stating as such, they're tired, tired of this time. They, they want to return to uh, what they knew. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm thinking through this a little more and believe that it's probably good for, for us to, to have, uh, you know, not to, to hope that we get back to something, but maybe reevaluate that what we should be hoping for is to, is a new normal that maybe we have not known. And that's not with hopelessness. It's just where do we put our hope? Yeah, I think it's interesting for, for a lot of people. That's probably scary, isn't it? It is. Because it's the unknown. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> yeah, is. And I, I don't think it it should be that we try to get back to what we knew. I think that we should put our hope in, you know, going forward. What what should we be thinking? How we should be thinking and um, do we really place our hope in a meaningful relationship with God and other people? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, uh, on our last show, we uh, talked about two principles of uh, ways that we can have hope in the midst of this weariness. One of them was kind of a return uh, to God and a return to Jesus. One of them uh, was just kind of having rest. And Troy, why don't you read the verse that uh, kind of that comes from and maybe just talk quickly about return and rest and then we're going to talk the bulk of today about the other two principles yeah the verse is found in matthew eleven twenty eight. come to me all you who are weary and burdened uh, and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls and i look at that and there's so much meat in that but uh one of the things that stands out to me just at the end of it is just that God is gentle and humble in heart. Um, he's worth going to. And what we're going to find in this is that he has rest for us, especially during weary times. Yeah. And, and part of what we talked about last week is how we, if, if we're going to step into that rest, we got to be intentional about it. And we got to give ourselves permission to rest. We have to understand that that rest isn't just physical, it's mental as well. And, um, I, I do believe that part of uh, the struggle that we have is just this nonstop um, emotional energy that we are expending. And, and most of it revolves around devices that we carry and look at all the time and are so integral to our lives that we just can't put down. That's right. That's yeah. right. And so it just feels like, you know, we, we never turn off. If yeah. you, will, right? you asked a question uh, last week just about, 
you know, what are the signs that we have grown weary? And, you know, I, again, recalled a, a, a relational struggle that I had uh, where I reacted to this person in the wrong way and knew it. And when I reflected back upon, like, why did I do that? It really had more to do with, with something else. And so for me, I think if, you know, that was a sign, okay, I'm weary, you know, because I didn't respond well in a relationship. So can we do that without knowing? Absolutely. I think a lot of us live our lives like that and we trample over relationships. And maybe that's because we are weary. We have grown tired. So I look at relationships as being possibly a, a cue that maybe I'm really weary and tired here. Another one is just uh, attitude about how I see life uh, and do I have hope and if I don't it's probably a good sign that I've grown weary yeah you know and and I think we've been through you know circumstances that definitely uh, explain the matter but don't justify the matter for for believers yeah and I think that's an important distinction because oftentimes um, we can feel as if our responses to things are, are justified mm-hmm. and it's okay and, and 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 maybe in some situations they are uh, and the, the response is appropriate, but to, to be able to sort of take stock and, and have inventory of mm. how am I really feeling? How am I really thinking? Oh, maybe I am more weary than I thought right. because I do know that. And I mentioned this last time, a lot of the circles that I run in, it's parents with kids who are somewhat back to yeah. some activities. And so there's this, this potential feeling of moving back to the the normal that you, yeah. you mentioned. And I think people maybe don't even realize how weary they are you know and i think chris it's important to say here that there's nothing wrong with being weary um the the scriptures are clear that even youth grow weary Mm -hmm. you know so this place of you know finding uh you know returning to god's regularly throughout the day finding rest because we're weary is you know is is because we have been made human God made us this way. God wants us in the bosom of his arms and there's nothing wrong with being weary. Yeah. It's just making sure that we, you know, go to him. And you look at Psalm uh, 23, the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down. Yeah. You know, it's not because I've done something wrong. I'm a sheep. <laughs> I need to rest. I And we have been in a time that has just been uh, catastrophic to the soul. Yeah. And we need that more than ever. Yeah. On, on the, our last show, you, you kind of gave the illustration of um, kind of resting, you know, there on God's heart. And, you know, the image that I had was just of a baby mm. and just how, how like peaceful that is when you see, you know, a mom or a dad holding the baby and the baby just sort of resting on yeah. right there on their chest and, and close to their heart. And mm. that is exactly where we have to f- mm. figure out a way to get ourselves that's good. In the midst of all this. That's good. And you know, you don't, when you're in that place, you don't even have to say anything. Oh, that's right. You know, yeah. you just, you just be, you just be, that's right. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So we've talked about returning to God. We've talking about, we've talked about rest. Let's talk about this third principle of what we can do to have hope in the midst of this weariness. You know, this is going to sound like I'm going back on what I just said, <laughs> but I'm <laughs> not, <be> fun. <laughs> I'm not, I'm looking at this, this next word. And it's a word that we don't even like to talk about in Christian circles uh and that's the word repent now i could use all kinds of different words to make it sound better um but if you really look at this principle of repentance 
and then you see what it really is. It's the thing that it's, it is one thing that places us in in a way with God that is going to free our soul from the weariness we feel. Listen to this verse. It is the mercy of God. And another verse, another uh, uh, translation is it's the kindness of God. But it is the mercy of God that leads us to repentance. That there is a place that God wants to take us regularly through repenting, through recognizing our sin, recognizing the things that have affected us, and and repenting, meaning confessing first and then turning and and letting God's forgiveness and cleansing take effect. It's like this puts us in a better better place. Sin is a burden. Uh, it is a burden to us. So we carry these things, how, whatever they are for everyone, we all sin. But we carry that in such a way that, that just that in itself perhaps is weighing us down more than we can ever know. And what we need is God's mercy. So sometimes I find myself praying, you know, a little scary prayer, but it's like, God, show me where, where it is that I need to come back to you. Give me the strength to, to turn from these things. And I feel like I'm, I'm longing for him to take me there. He doesn't have to do that. And what if he didn't? That's a little scary. Mm-hmm. But his mercy can do it. Do I ask for his mercy? So let me ask you this. So if we believe that sin is a burden, which we do, and we know that God's mercy uh, and sort of stepping into his grace and mercy can give us the freedom from that sin, why is it so hard for us to go there? Because I, th- I think oftentimes it is, right? I think I think it is all the time. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, good. I'm glad I'm thinking, because, thinking properly. No, I, I, I do. I mean, just uh, the case I was giving you about having to, you know, messing up in a relationship and realizing that it was coming from the weariness. The, it was so hard to, to, to follow up. First of all, it was easier to talk with God about that and ask for, for his forgiveness than what it was that I felt like he was asking me to do, talk to the other person, (laughs) which was to go and make it right. And that was even harder. And I think it's like, what's the difference there? Because in this private world with God, um, who can stand before him? No one. I mean, and so I'm humbled just by being in his presence. But when I have to go and make amends to with other people, it's like glaring pride glaring fear you know glaring shame all of these things that keep me from doing what's right and it's like wow if i don't do these things too so god lead me to to that place i'm at some point going to be repenting or asking for god's mercy on my pride you know it's like man this vicious circle right we're just crazy (laughs) i think that's probably a good answer to to most things of why we don't do stuff is because we're just crazy. We are. We are. <laughs> anyway, okay, we're going to take a, a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about the fourth and final uh, principle when it comes to uh, just kind of developing this hope in the midst of our weariness. So uh, thanks for listening. You're listening to A Voice of Hope. Hi, this is Kim Peverall with Agape Counseling Associates, and thanks for listening to A Voice of Hope. Our world has changed rapidly this year. With it, our lives are being hijacked by never-ending news feeds, social media alerts, and heightened uncertainty. 
or searching for peaceful reprieve. God's Word says that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Finding peace will open our hearts to feel alive with purpose, to grow and to thrive. What are your longings and where do you place your hope? Agape Counseling Associates is a Christian clinical practice of licensed counselors whose lives are rooted in Jesus Christ. We have offices in Wilmington, Jacksonville, and Moorhead City. Through their clinical work, our team shares in the journey of a person's struggle, helping them towards health and restoration. We believe that your life has meaning and choosing help from a counselor is a courageous first step. You know, we're all challenged and we all have stories. The team at Agape is honored to be entrusted with the care of those who are searching for help. You don't have to have faith to come through our doors. In fact, we're honored that you would come just as you are. We're trained and ready to help you find your way back to peace. Well, welcome back to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall and Chris Sasser. And we are having uh, part two of a conversation around um, hope for the weary, just recognizing that we are all in this season of life where uh, whether even we recognize it or not, we are often feeling very weary and tired and uh, all of the things that go along with that. And we've, we've spent some time talking about three different principles that we can um, sort of step into and apply in order to help have hope in the weariness. We've talked about returning to God. We've talked about um, just being able to rest in who he is and, and actually um, taking time to, to rest our, our, our bodies physically, to rest our minds um, from all the, the craziness. And then we've talked about just the idea of repenting and how there is freedom and there is um, a, a lot of things that we need in the grace and mercy of God if we'll just step into it. So, Troy, what's the fourth one that we want to talk about as we wrap up this conversation? I think this is a really good, you know, a, a very good one. All of them are, but uh, this one is a... It's your favorite. Pra- it's, a pra- <laughs> it's, a, it's a practical go-to, uh, and that is to remember his, his faithfulness. And that is, that's probably one of the toughest things to do when you, when you feel weary. And I, was, I just was thinking a lot about this, um, and I'd recalled a story with a young man that I was speaking to one time, and I, you know, I'd, I said, hey, let's switch roles for a second. You're going to be the helper, and I'm going to be the, uh, the one that needs help. And, and he was very much for it and played the role incredibly well, so much to the point where he asked me a question as to something or the other as to what I was struggling with. And I can't remember exactly the issue, but I, I began to tell him that I felt stuck. And, like, I can't go on. I can't move forward. And the wisdom of this young man's response to me was, well, you know what you do when you can't, when you feel stuck and you can't go forward? And I looked at him and I said, what? He goes, you go back. And so he, I mean, the light bulb went off in my head because the issue that I was struggling with at the time going back and recounting God's faithfulness was the thing that I needed to do to, in order to go forward. And so for me, remembering God's faithfulness, it's like the medicine to our souls when we're weary. And how easy is it for us to just breeze through life, um, chalk things up to luck, chalk things up to we were fortunate, right place, right time. I mean, even those of us who, who have a relationship with Christ, 
Um, it's just, it's easy to just breeze through and not look back and not give God the proper credit for what he deserves in the midst of our lives. Right. I think sometimes out of our weariness and our hurt and pain, we've just unconsciously taken on the role of a victim. And so from taking on that role, it's like even help offered is not satisfactory because it takes us out of the role of a victim. But if we will allow ourselves to truly go back and look, what we're doing is we're receiving it. And instead of being uh, determined to play that role of a victim, we're saying, wait a minute, hope really is here in front of me. Receive what God has to give. That's great. Yeah. You know, there's there's a passage here this, that is, uh, to me, was is so good because it describes the, the place in which I think so many people are and what to do. Um, and God does not, sh- you know, condemn us for how we're feeling and being weary. But it says, my voice rises to God and I will cry aloud. My voice rises to God and he will hear me. In the day of trouble, I sought the Lord. In the night, my hand was stretched out without weariness. My soul refused to be comforted. When I remember God, then I am disturbed. When I sigh, then my spirit grows faint. You have held my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of long ago. I will remember my song in the night. I will meditate with my heart and my spirit ponders. Will the Lord reject forever? And will he never be favorable again? Has his loving kindness ceased forever? Has his promise come to an end forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Or has he in his anger withdrawn his compassion? Then I said, it is my grief that the right hand of the Most High has changed. I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse in your deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God whose works are of wonder. You have made known your strength among the peoples. You have by your power redeemed your people the sons of Jacob and Joseph, the waters saw you. The waters saw you and they were in anguish. The deeps trembled. The clouds poured out the water. The skies gave forth the sound. Your arrows flashed. The sound of thunder was in the whirlwind. The lightnings lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was in the sea and your path mighty waters. And your footprints may not be known. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. There's a lot there in there. Yeah, it's a long passage. And it's interesting that through this time over the last five or six weeks, we have heard the story of Moses and leading the people out of Egypt many times over. Uh, so much to be to be learned from that passage. Mm-hmm. Troy, can you remember... Um, like maybe another time in your life where you were able to sort of look back and reflect on and and remember um, what God's done for you and your family that has given you some of that hope? Yes. And a lot of it is in retrospect because when we're in the tough times, all we sometimes can feel are the tough times. But when I look back, I can see God's faithfulness 
uh, in the worst of times um, just simply by coming through it, whether it would be financial, whether it would be uh, through personal struggles, whether it would be through uh, relationship struggles. And I can, I can see God's movement better in retrospect sometimes when I can in the middle of it. Um, but God has been faithful uh, always. I think for me, um, I think of a series of moments in my life, maybe 15 years ago, mm-hmm. um, that, that were difficult in, in the moment. Yeah. And uh, I did not want to step into in some certain ways. And there was some kind of pain associated with it and, and some, some hard things I had to do uh, in the midst of it that maybe hurt uh, somebody or some people that I knew. Um. But looking back on it now, it was really a lot about the way God shaped me through that. It wasn't even kind of looking back and being thankful for the outcome. Right. Because I don't know that I would have picked that outcome yeah. if I was God. Um, yeah. But but what some things that I just know that God did in me through that season yeah. um, have served me well Right. Um, in kind of the rest of my life. And so... Uh, for me, I mean, I can certainly point back to different times where I just know God's been faithful with my family and, yeah. um, with finances and with friendships mm. and all, all, all of those things. And, mm. um, I'm so grateful to, to him for all that. But in those tough times, it has been, uh, looking back at how he shaped me. Yeah, that's and, true. And kind of what that does for me today. It's, it's difficult to be in the times, obviously, um, I don't know that I would ask for God for for tough times, <laughs> but true. but <clears throat> I can definitely remember and go back and see that He was faithful here. He was faithful there, sure. and God's character doesn't change. Sure. You know, it's He's not going to stop being faithful, yeah. and you know I know that not only because I it's a theological belief, but I know that because I can see it looking back. And so the words going back and remembering uh, to, to, to see who God really is personally has, is what sometimes I need to hold on to when I'm in mm-hmm. the toughest of times. Right. Somehow God is going to get me through this. Somehow yeah. there's something good on the horizon. Sure. You know, and why do I trust that? Not because I can see it. I trust it because this is the character of God. Yeah, I think through uh, faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see yeah. and how, how appropriate that is in the midst of the life that we're living now in the midst of looking back and, and all that. I think this is an applicable principle for, for our day and age. Mm-hmm. You know, we can look around and go, there's so much bad, you know, there's so much diversity. There's so much, uh, you know, struggle in people's lives. There's so much confusion. And yet we can know that, that, that God is not, left he's doing something that we can't see mm-hmm. so what do we do yeah we have to have faith that's right and hope in his character that's right yeah. yeah okay so we spent a couple of shows talking about these four principles um that we can kind of lean into when it comes to having hope in the midst of the weariness returning to god um resting repenting and remembering so troy and just another uh for as we wrap up for just a few minutes here anything else you want to say to people out there who might be either that they knew they were weary and they've maybe gotten some help here or they have now been awakened to the fact that maybe they need to pay attention to their weariness. What do you want to say to people as we wrap up this conversation? 
<clears throat> again, I go to a Psalm 62. It says, oh, my soul, wait in silence. And I know we don't want to wait. <laughs> We've been waiting. Yeah, can I but... <laughs> stop waiting, please? <laughs> That's right. For my hope is in him. And it's like there's, there is a clarity of believing that's going to come about in, in us again. But we, we have to posture ourselves once again and, and sit there and wait. Because, because God wants to give that to us. God is for us, not against us. Well, we hope uh, this conversation has been helpful to you. Um, and we would encourage you to go back. If you didn't have a chance to listen to um, our past show that kind of talked about the first two principles, we would encourage you to go do that. You can find uh, A Voice of Hope uh, as a podcast. Uh, you can find it in a lot of different places, but the easiest place to go uh, is either agape-counseling.org or equipandencourage.com. And when you go there, you can kind of find the links to all the different platforms that have the podcast on it. And so uh, we are honored to be able to kind of encourage you and to hopefully give you a voice of hope. And we hope that you'll join us next week. And next week we're going to have um, an interesting conversation where I think Troy is excited about maybe um, uh, turning the tables on me a little bit. That's right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and kind of asking some questions. What we're going to talk about is um, sort of this paralysis of performance, how we live in a culture where performance is king and that starts at an early age, and uh, I think that um, that is doing something to our kids. It's doing something to us as parents, and so uh, we're going to talk about what we can do about that. So we hope you'll join us next week, and uh, you're listening to A Voice of Hope. <laughs>